Hey there, welcome to the Soulful IVF podcast. Here we're all about empowerment and living our lives fully as we navigate through fertility treatments. In this space, you're invited to live in possibility. My name is Lisa and I'm your host, an occupational therapist turned IVF mama, soulful IVF coach and best-selling author. I'm here as your guide to walk alongside you, helping you lean in, keep that light alive and optimize this path. Here we have real, raw, heartfelt conversations about fertility and about life, covering the science and the soul. You'll hear from other women who have walked this path, fertility experts, and so much more. These inspiring conversations are here to help keep you moving forward, stay informed, and remind you you're not alone. We walk together. Buckle in and hold on, baby. You're in for quite the adventure. Let it begin. Hi, thanks for being here and tuning in to the Soulful IVF podcast. I'm so excited for you to tune in for this one. In this episode, Dr. Green and I have a chat all about conventional frozen embryo transfers. Recently, we had a chat about natural cycle frozen embryo transfers. And if you want that information, you can go listen on episode 46 to that one. And this is a follow-up to that conversation. And we actually had these conversations back in 2022. So just make note of that. As he says, the science is always evolving and maybe things have changed quite a bit since then. So remember to always consult with your personal doctor and medical team. These are Dr. Green's personal opinions. So I just want to make that very clear. He will explain what a conventional frozen embryo transfer is and In his words, he likes to call them program cycles. He'll also talk about personalized frozen embryo transfer protocols. So lots of good nuggets in this one. Welcome, Dr. Green. We're continuing our talk, um, continuing from the last time we chatted about uh, natural cycle frozen embryo transfers. And today we're going to talk a bit more about conventional frozen embryo transfers. Yeah. and, And just for clarification, you know, Traditionally, there had been fresh transfers where, you know, an embryo transfer occurred shortly after the egg retrieval or frozen transfer. Uh, Over the years, we've learned that frozen transfers tend to have higher success rates than fresh transfers. Mm. And this is different than what was experienced in the past. And we understand today that the reason that we believe that this has shifted is that when you're doing a fresh transfer, the problem with that was the hormone levels would be so much higher than was physiologically normal that it would create a less than ideal environment to put the embryo into. And so over the years, the technology to freeze embryos got so good that we said, you know what, let's split this up. Let's first do everything we can to optimize the quality of the embryos and then let's create the optimal environment to putting an embryo back. And that's why it became you know, fairly routine for many centers to split up the egg retrieval to the embryo transfer. So that sort of differentiates fresh versus frozen. And frozen has been the way most of the, t- you know. The, the I would past- say in the US, the vast majority of centers have moved towards splitting them because we do see higher implantation rates with frozen embryo Mm -hmm. transfers than with fresh. But that doesn't mean that a fresh embryo transfer is wrong or that it can't work. Mm -hmm. It just means that it used to be the standard of care and now things have evolved more away from that. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so we heard a lot on our last talk was a lot about the natural, and today we want to focus a bit more on the programmed cycles. Yeah, and and the point is is when it comes to a frozen embryo transfer, there's two different ways of sort of subcategorizing that. One is where you base a frozen cycle off of a natural cycle, and we talked about that in our, our previous episode. But today, what I want to talk about is what's more the conventional method, which is to do what, what I like to refer to as a program cycle. Mm. Now, I want to be really clear, that's not standard terminology, you know, and, and for a lot of people, they just would refer to that as a conventional FET. My concern is, is that words are powerful. And we talked about how natural sounds better because the word natural yeah. and for the same thing to say that it's conventional just kind of makes it sound a little dated. Mm. But what we're really trying to achieve in in a frozen embryo transfer, the way I'm describing it is to make it a program cycle so that we really are trying to create or recreate the ideal environment to put an embryo back. Right. And so what a program cycle means by my definition is that we're accurately establishing day zero of the cycle. Typically we're doing that by, you know, artificially using a birth control pill the month before so that we could say exactly when day zero is. And then based on that, we can, program exactly when someone is going to be beginning estrogen and also exactly when and how much they're going to begin begin progesterone mm -hmm. so that by doing this we can try to recreate what we call the ideal window of implantation and this is why i like to refer to this as a program cycle mm, and you can control a lot more of the variables Exactly. And one of the things that we've learned since many more uh, centers have been using a program cycle is there's even newer technology today that allows us to do detailed testing of the endometrium mm -hmm. to determine whether or not we need to further customize a cycle towards any one woman's individual responses. Like what I like to explain to patients is that our program cycle is kind of best described as a one size fits most. And what I mean by that is we found through doing more detailed analysis, and we could talk about this in a future episode, mm -hmm. if we want to talk about a personalized cycle, mm -hmm. is we found that using our typical protocol, we're able to accurately cre recreate the window of implantation in about 85% of women, wow. meaning that about 15% will fall outside of that typically predicted uh, response. And that's why I like to refer to it as one size fits most. It's not perfect. And, you know, with today's technology, we have ways of even further trying to individualize that. Mm -hmm. But again, that's even more complicated and would require additional descriptions and discussions. So there is a difference between the conventional FET and then even a more specific. Yeah, and, and that's what's often being referred to today as personalized FET. Personalized FET. So yeah, they're, not all, they're not all personalized. Or no, no, because like I said, a program cycle is kind of one size fits most. 
And in order to do a personalized cycle, what you really need to do is you need to put someone through a program cycle and you need to test and see whether or not they respond well to that. Mm. And there's some situations where that's indicated, but it's really much more testing and treatment than is necessary for the vast majority of people. But this, I think, really gets to the heart of a question that has long been asked by women, how do I know that it's not, you know, the endometrium or a problem with implantation mm -hmm. as opposed to a problem with the embryo? And this is part of where the newer technology, as well as controlling the, you know, uh, the variables through a program cycle that we learn to even further deduce and diagnose some of these people that have some of these less common problems that in the past, we used to just shrug our shoulders and say we didn't know what else we could do differently. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just thinking, you know, when, when I went through this myself, going through IVF, and we had our one embryo, right? Yeah. So it's like, I felt it was a program a protocol designed for to optimize everything, you know, I know, you weren't my first doctor, you're my second doctor. And so looking at the lining, looking at the embryo. And again, I didn't even know the quality or grade of the embryo. I just <laughs> went all in, but um, I felt it was a very customized program, but in, in a sense, was it more of just like a conventional? Well, and, and to be honest and, and knowing what I know about your, your specific mm -hmm. cycle, which is a lot, mm -hmm. is that that was the most current thing available at the time you went through treatment. What okay. I'm talking about now with personalized FET yeah. has really only been mainstream for about the last year and a half. Oh, that reason. Uh, we've actually been using it for a little over two years. Oh. But we were some of the earliest, we were amongst the very earliest centers that had access to this technology. Oh, that's but so this is what I'm explaining to you is that we continually are trying to learn and adapt and grow and expand the options mm -hmm. and, and, and offer greater customization. And so without revealing anything that you're not comfortable relieving, you know, uh, releasing about your own history, this wasn't available when you were going through treatment. Okay, that, that clears it up. Cause I mean, yeah, that was five years ago. And yeah. And, and I appreciate your willingness to share that just for clarifications for the listeners. But today, for instance, when I have a patient that only has one embryo, mm -hmm. I frequently am offering them the options of, of considering a personalized FET protocol before we thaw that first embryo, just knowing mm -hmm. they're not going to get a second shot. And, and again, I, I think that's a better subject left for other days. Yeah, another day, another day. Wow. Thank you for kind of <laughs> explaining that. I didn't know how recent that was. The well, it is very recent. Like I said, there are some centers that might still not even be offering a personalized FET protocol mm -hmm. for people. But these are the terms that we're trying to, to use to help differentiate fresh cycle versus frozen. And then in the category of frozen, differentiating a natural cycle FET versus a program cycle versus a personalized cycle. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, we trust you as the specialist, all of you doctors who 
this is your work, you know? And, but part of what I think is also so important, Lisa, and this is why I so enjoy working with you, is that the science in our field is constantly evolving. Mm -hmm. And what I always try to do is I view each interaction with each patient and couple as a partnership. I always say, here's what I recommend and here's why, but here's a second option and a third option, and here's the advantages and disadvantages of each. And then I ask them how I can best serve them. And so that's why I think it's so helpful that you're out there trying to help people feel empowered to know what's available so that they could take active, you know, participation in the choices made in their care as well, because it's constantly evolving. Yeah. Thank you. I love these chats with you. This was a great clinical conversation and um, for anybody that has further questions, feel free to message me and Dr. Grains at enhancingfertility.com. You have a great blog there. And have you been posting there lately? Not as much as I wish I could. It's just yeah. been a, a very busy year, yeah, a I very get it. busy timing year. But I, I intend, I always intend to do more and, <laughs> and then time happens. So. No, it's fun. You have lots of great resources there. And I know you are wonderful about sharing our chats and um, absolutely yeah for those who would like further discussion on support through IVF I'm at ivfmanifestingamiracle.com and stay tuned for another clinical conversation thanks Dr. Green stay happy you too <laughs> bye-bye Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If you liked it and found it helpful, I would be incredibly grateful if you would share it with a friend and tag me on social media at IVF Manifesting a Miracle. Your reviews of my podcast mean the absolute world, and I would love it if you would rate it and subscribe to the show. You can also watch these episodes on my YouTube channel. Connect with me at IVFManifestingAMiracle.com. There you'll find ways to work with me, book a connection call, and join my private newsletter where I provide extra nuggets and resources. You can also download my top 10 tips for ways to navigate through IVF with greater ease. It's all here for you. I hope you'll choose and lean into this path. Don't go about IVF alone. Choose to get support and know I'm there to walk alongside you. All my love. This is where it begins, letting the light in, soaking it in, darling, don't you?